Oh! I thought we were doing like a hot mashup. Yeah, the hottest. It's the hottest mashup. I would love to hear your mashups of New Old School by Lee Dagger and Mark Jackson Burroughs. Yeah, and EMFs, unbelievable, or just just mashups in general. I mean, that's like the diving off. Usually yeah. by now, I've turned this down. Uh huh. Um, that's just the diving off point. But I'm going to let it go for like a little bit longer just so people get juiced up on it. Yeah. It's good to get juiced up. This is my favorite part of the song also. Oh, the little break here? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Good. It's good. It's good. It's good. With Jeff and Ben. Yeah. What's good? It's good. This is Ben. I'm Jeff. Hi. Hey. Hello. Uh, we're here to talk to you. Uh, you being the people out there, not Ben. I will talk to Ben. Hi, I'm here to, for Hello. talking to Hello. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Hey, what's up? Not much. What's up with you? Just kicking it. Tight. Yeah. Uh, we got a few different ways that you can get at us. Maybe you left a voicemail, and maybe we'll play it. Uh, we've got a phone number. 707-EXIT-FLU is the phone number. Uh, we also are in chat. You can hit the Ask a Question button to ask a question. Or you can get at us on Discord. The instructions for that are also in chat. So you can use that. Right? Yeah. Right. They're right to the they're under what you're looking at. And yeah. to the right of what you're saying. Yeah. Uh that Mortal Kombat beta is is starting like tomorrow-ish. Running through the weekend. That's right. Have they said anything about it? It's got five characters. Uh I was in the closed beta, like the the, the online stress test that only had three characters. But I would guess that the features are more or less the same other than that. Uh, okay. I don't really know. Um, so it really, you know, like it was it was online only and it didn't have any, uh, like you could go in and configure some costumes and move sets and stuff like that because you can, you can add moves to characters. Which is like a weird thing. The idea of just like, hey, like so I, when I think about a fighting game, you think about like, oh, it's this is the character. This is the these are the moves they do. Right. And I feel like the stuff they've been doing with this and injustice and and some of the stuff that they've done were like, oh, I don't know, fuck it, put a new move on them. It's, it's wild. How about a sonic boom? How about a sonic boom? What if everybody had a sonic boom? Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um. And yeah, it was pretty much just that, just that in online fights. Uh. So I assume it's going to be something like that. Um, just with two more characters in it, but but I don't know. I'll be gone, <laughs> so I just they have timed their uh their beta almost perfectly with PAX East. <laughs> so if you pre-order that game, thinking like, man, I can't wait for the beta. Also, can't wait to go to PAX East. Bad news. Uh, unless you live in the Boston area, in which case you're going home at the end of the night and you'll have plenty of time to play it. Um, so. Yeah, there's that. Uh, what else is going on? What are you, are you it's mostly Sekiro heavy, huh? Yeah, Sekiro and Apex. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, playing some auto chess still. Yeah. Interested to see how that app comes along. Mm -hmm. um, I want to play more Baba as you, but I felt I, I took a little vacation um, just like a little two day trip down yeah. south and I brought my switch with me 
so we mostly so we could play some more Pokemon. Uh, we ended up beating. So there's something weird in poke in Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, after you beat the Elite Four, mm-hmm. um, they say there's this new thing called these uh, Master Trainers or something. And they're trainers. There's 150 of them. And every one of them has a specific Pokemon. And you fight your Pokemon versus their Pokemon. So like if they're the Eevee trainer, you have your Eevee fight their Eevee. And all of them are like level 70, 75, or 80. Yeah. And the only way to really grind out experience in that game is by doing the catch bonus like you would in Pokemon Go where you catch multiples of oh, the same right. Pokemon yeah, in yeah, a row yeah. and you get that combo going. Ugh. But that's so boring, man. Yeah, like, that that's, doesn't sound... Neither of us are entertained, excuse me, entertained by the actual act of catching Pokemon in that game at all. So it just kind of ended, which is a bummer because it's a cool idea of like having all these trainers. But it like took us... We were like, okay, let's do it for Eevee. It took us like... Almost three hours to grind that for. Well, we had six Pokemon in the party, but like that's not yeah, fun. That's that doesn't. It's a weird end game thing that I don't see the appeal of at all. Huh? Yeah, that's uh, that is. I, I yeah, that doesn't sound like a great way to play the game. No. Um. But yeah. Um. Let's see here. We got some questions from the chat. Or some statements as well. Uh, Arjun N says Terry Bogard is out for fighting EX layer today. I saw that T- yeah. Terry and some lady. I yeah. Recognize. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's cool that they're still supporting that game. Cause I don't know anyone playing it. Yeah. It's a shame. I think that there was some cool stuff in that game. I loved the EX games when they came out. Uh, and yeah, just, I don't know. Just didn't, didn't catch on. Uh, Doe Montana asks, uh, what do you think about Jabaley's death match against, uh, Michael Nakazawa? Yeah, oh, what's that all about? Is, uh, yeah. So AEW, all elite wrestling, mm-hmm. which is an upstart wrestling organization that is, uh, I guess still in the process of coming together. Uh, they did a thing or uh, it's, it's, it's Kenny Omega's new thing and all the other stuff. Okay. They did a crossover with CEO last year. Okay. Um, uh, before there wasn't an, an AEW, it was a new Japan, uh, new Japan pro wrestling crossover and it seems like uh now there's going to be uh an all elite wrestling thing at ceo um and yeah i guess jabaley's gonna do a thing that's that's my take on it jabaley's gonna do a thing do you think he's gonna die he probably it's a death match uh and the other dude is a wrestler <laughs> so you know um that's probably how that'll go. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, they uh, they lowered the price of Fighting X Layer. It's forty bucks across okay. the board, and you get all the all the gem system stuff. Um, so a pretty steep sale going on for a little game called Undernight Inbirth EX Elitist. You've been, like, you've been you've been upon that. You've been playing more and more of that. I, I see yeah, like. I've gotten to the point where my win record online is inching up to fifty percent. Oh, nice. I mean, I'm playing a grappler, which are typically, you sneak out a few more wins with grapplers online than maybe any other character archetype, just because you have more options for your bullshit. Okay, Um, yeah, yeah. But even playing here in the office, uh, Richard kind of runs things, Mm -hmm. um, but I've been taking the game or two off of him there, here and there. I I really want to, I I still am not sure, but I kind of want to go to Evo again this year, just for 
personal like just go to Evo thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any games that I'm like super hot on, so I think this is kind of the one that I'll put most time into, like this and maybe Smash, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's a good game. Yeah, uh, I, I liked I liked what I've played of that game for sure. Um, but I, yeah, you've you've obviously played way way more of it than I have. Um, let's see here. Hilfmasters asks, which PSP games should I get? I already have Luminous. Congratulations, you're done. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, The Ridge Racer games were pretty good on PSP. I remember playing Darkstalkers on my friend's PSP. That was cool. Load times on that Darkstalkers are murderous. Okay, I was in high school. I didn't know better. Um, but it is, yeah, it's like it, it looks good on the screen. You're like, wow. I, at the time, it was like, man, this looks great. It's crisp and it's a fucking fighting game. It was like right that here. and Tony Hawk were the two games yeah. he had, and I was like, "Whoa!" Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the load times on Darkstalkers were just fucked. Uh, did I get that across enough? Yeah, yeah. it's not good. Uh, Matt Rory in the chat here says, "Have you heard of Metal Gear Acid Two? No, what's that? Patapon? Some people saying, "Yeah, Patapon's all right." Uh, for sure, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite game that isn't uh, what's your favorite like palm pilot slash calculator slash old phone game like what's your, what, which one of those kind of fringe games do you have reference for because somebody in the chat said Chinatown Wars which reminded me of Dope Wars yeah Dope Wars fucking ruled uh, oh yeah Work Time Fun is another quality PSP game for sure uh, though taken off the shelves because of all the you know the cocaine stuff mm-hmm. um uh uh doom rpg okay really stood out to me and that that eventually came to iphone which was weird but like at the time it was like it was this really it's a really cool idea for a game of like hey we turned it into a turn-based or like a, a step-based rpg thing just a weird weird cool idea uh, and that one always stood out to me as like the the pre iPhone phone game that I was most like, wow, yeah. this is actually impressive. Um, so I thought that was cool. Uh, let's see. You got any voicemails down there? Sure do. Hit me. Hit me. Wait, do you want? I mean, do you want a voicemail? Oh, hit with, with, with if you if you got. Something other than that to hit me with. You hit me with whatever you like got. Throw one of these cups. I'll just play a voicemail. Okay, yeah, just play a voicemail. Hey, so here's a quick thought for you. I was uh, playing Battleship Brigade, and which is a wonderful, wonderful game. Uh, but it got me watching a bunch of Iron Ship and then various cooking shows. And I noticed as things went on in cooking, cooking competitions, as far as the television is concerned, they started having a lot of deconstructed plates. So enchiladas deconstructed, ham sandwich deconstructed, this, that, the other thing. It's a pile of this, a pile of that, a pile of other thing. Do you think that in the exhibition artistic aspect of gaming, we wind up with the deconstruction aspect 
have we gotten to that in some degree with some things? Is that something that's in our future? Do we wind up with deconstructed Dark Souls in which you're, it basically becomes a, a, a repost tapper? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder if that's on the horizon somewhere down the road. What do you guys think? Uh, I think there's something to the idea of just like stripping games down, or like stripping a genre game down, especially. Um, it's kind of the thing. Well, I don't know if this is necessarily like a perfect example of it, but dive kick. Yeah. Of like, hey, here's the essence of a fighting game. It's like all of the mind games of a fighting game but with a reduced set of options so that more players can get into the mind games aspect that sometimes they'll get caught up in execution or some of the other stuff like a uh, rising thunder was, yeah, you know, a similar idea. Um, but dive kick probably strips it down even further. Uh, I, I think in a sense we are kind of already there to a degree with a game like Minecraft where it's like, this game is presenting you with a spread of options, a spread of things, and it's not telling you. I know they added like a story right, mode yeah, yeah. and stuff like that after the fact, but it was more of like, here's a bunch of ingredients that look like a video game. Go have your own fun with it. Sure. Do it your way. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that kind of edged towards that trend um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I think. It's not, you know, because I, I, you wouldn't leave all the ingredients on the table if you're doing that in a video game because then you would have some stuff off to the side that's like not not gameplay that's like, right. like not really like AI behavior and shit that you right. can't, uh, you know, it's just okay. This doesn't make sense to keep here in this sense. So I, I guess like that's kind of the uh, where I, th- I think a lot of the the metaphor or whatever kind of breaks down uh, is that it's just not easy to do that but i think you know that distillation of concepts down to the the essence uh and stripping it apart uh i think you see that in it's kind of the thing with clickers like those are you know you're leveling up you're doing the things you do in a role-playing game but you don't have to click fight it clicks fight for you (laughs) basically progress quest you know was it was was more or less that yeah um so I think, you know, there, there are maybe some some loose examples that that maybe get to what you are getting at, caller, voicemail, lever. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Deconstructed is, is, is kind of a different thing. Um, DC8822 says, uh, well, apparently there was a Borderlands 3 leak and says, apparently the writing will be closer to one than two. I'd be curious to know what leaked that would indicate that. It's kind of a hard thing to get out yeah, of the week but and I, maybe like if they had the two games right next to each other maybe i'd be able to tell but i can't just think what borderlands one was like compared to borderlands two in terms of writing it all just kind of blurs together yeah it's, i guess one didn't have tiny tina so there you go <laughs> um I don't know when I type in Borderlands three leak into the internet, like a bunch of stuff just comes up that was from like December. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, I'm doing a little more searching around. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the leak is. But there was some stuff from December that had a bunch of writing examples or, or something that maybe it was from that. But I don't know. Um, I guess. Uh, okay, so there's a lot of hubbub about um, that Final Fantasy X, Ten Two remaster on PC getting a patch that just added always online DRM to the game. Oh, what? It's like the game hadn't been patched in years and then suddenly it was like, we fixed some bugs. And one of them, and and the part of that was like, by the way, now you need to be connected to the internet. Um, Forced in the chat says, apparently that was a bug. So never mind. Uh, so maybe they've stripped that out or intending to strip that out. But I don't know. Maybe wonder. Like at the time uh, when I first heard that, I guess yesterday, uh, earlier today, I forget. Um, it was, uh, I, I thought, oh, maybe they are testing always online DRM and wanted to patch a game that no one is playing anymore just to ch- check some stuff out uh, or something like that. But uh, I don't know. That would be that would that would have been my guess. But if they've already kind of backpedaled on it uh, and all that other stuff, then then maybe. Uh, how are you on callers over there? You got anything? I'm about to uh, get one. Oh, yeah. In a sec. All right. Uh, terrific. Uh, Colonel Stapler uh, says, with the budding friendship between Microsoft and Nintendo, what do you think the chances of that GoldenEye XBLA game coming out are? Uh, neither of them hold the rights to the James Bond games anymore. So they'd have to go do that deal, too. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know who owns it anymore. Activision, at the time that that talk was coming up, I think Activision was involved. But I don't think that Activision still holds those rights. Or maybe they do, and they just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they just haven't done anything with them. But, um, but yeah, there hasn't been a James Bond game in a good long time. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going down there? It's going great. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Jeff from Denver. Hello, Denver Jeff. What's going on? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but the the hoop god got laid off today as part of the EA job cuts. Oh. 150 people. Yeah. And I was wondering, uh, what should the hoop god do now? If he's uh, no longer going to be hoop godding for EA's uh, NBA Live, I think, keeps the community lead or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe you could be... Uh, the hoop god writes his own ticket, uh, I think. You know, you could end up at 2K doing things with their basketball game. Do you think he stays in, in basketball games, though? I feel like this is maybe his chance to kind of become god of a I, he is he achieved the height of basketball which is the hoop god yeah now maybe he becomes i don't know the battle royale god there's a basketball ba- hoop with a working basketball in black ops 4's battle royale mode okay what about ring god and he's going to be the community manager for sonic the hedgehog yeah a hoop is like a ring kind of a hoop yeah yeah, yeah exactly i feel like sonic at one point precision. has dunked something through a ring Oh yeah, he must right and hang yeah. hang from the ring and like give us his classic thumbs up and wink. I'm they just have gonna, the same energy for sure. Yeah. I'm typing in Sonic dunking and okay, this is just chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what thanks if, for, thanks for your call. Thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, what, what about the Koop God and he um, raises chickens? What about the Poop God and it's for 
some indie game about poop. There are probably <laughs> a dozen of them. For Don't Shit Your Pants too. Yeah, I was going to say whatever the new binding of Isaac. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, just go do social media for the NBA. Yeah. There you go. WikiTube says Hoop God goes to Iron Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's, if, there's, uh, if, if I can think of any one person out there that truly appreciates everything about the Hoop God, it would be the C-3PO of, of Iron Galaxy. Um, let's see. Strider number nine says general thoughts on xCloud versus what Stadia is doing. I, I feel like the Microsoft stuff, like I said during the podcast, that it, you know Microsoft is in position to have a more hybridized approach. Uh, and if they go down that road, I think that'll work out better for all involved. It's sort of like the always online stuff with the Xbox One, right? What they ended up doing is saying like, okay, you don't have to be always online, but we'll sell you digital games and that will the convenience of that will eventually get, you know, will solve the problem of used games and all the other stuff they were trying to solve by having an always online console. Uh, they just slow play it in a way that consumers can adapt to and be okay with. Um, and so I think a hybridized approach to streaming, which, you know, Microsoft seems like they would be in position to do, um, I think gets that across uh, a little more smoothly and maybe eases people into it in a way that they, you know, they can try it without still being relatively low stakes as opposed to Google's kind of all in approach to where, Hey, this is the only way we're doing it. Um, You know, that sounds harsh. Uh, That sounds like, uh, I don't know that maybe people aren't quite ready for it, especially if, um, you know, data caps and all the other stuff are, are still a thing. Uh, Zero Maverick says, why is Microsoft's PC Game Pass such a joke? I don't think they ever promote it as a PC Game Pass. It's they do the Xbox Game Pass and some of those games work on PC, right? Uh, But I I remember, I think it was back to E3 even when we spoke with Phil Spencer, maybe it was a separate interview, but it was the the idea of just like, hey, you know, there's not enough stuff on PC yet that works with this service for them to promote it to PC uh, players. So I, I, I don't know that they necessarily like are pushing it super hard as a PC exclusive thing um, or, or a thing that a person who only plays games on a PC would necessarily want to take advantage of or, or feel like it was a good, a good deal. Um, so that's, you know, that's an area where they could certainly do better. Um, and maybe some of that stuff where they're like working on getting Xbox one games to run, straight up on a pc maybe that gets them there i i I don't know uh but yeah the the pc aspect of game pass just always felt like a bonus thing where they're just like hey this is a thing we're doing but it's not really quite uh quite there um Let's see. What else do we got going on here? How about a voicemail? How I would love a voicemail. Sure thingy. Hit me with a voicemail. Hey guys, I was just playing the messenger and I beat the first two bosses without dying. And then I got to the third boss and I kept dying and I eventually beat it. Well, my question was, do you think that it's necessary to die at least once on a boss? Uh, thanks. I think that's a really good question. 
Um, you know, difficulty in games is going to be up to the player. Like, if, if a game has difficulty options, like, sure, yeah. nobody wants to, no two people want the same level of difficulty for a game. But bosses provide an interesting kind of checkpoint, so to speak, of like, okay, here like here's a skills test here is the hard part have of you learned level. have you learned the things we've been subtly trying to teach you right over the course of this level and i've definitely played games where there were bosses who were too easy and i just rolled over them and the bosses that were too hard and just didn't, weren't fun to play against do you think you should have to die against i mean have like there's obviously no hard and fast rule but right what do you think no i i, don't, I think uh I feel like the for me, I always just want to be making progress. Mm-hmm. And in most games, I guess it depends on the game, you know? Like, it depends on how the game frames difficulty and the penalty for death and all that other stuff. You know, if it's a hassle, then yeah, I don't want to lose ever. If they make death a part of it in a way that you can kind of easily kind of get back to where you're going and, and get back on track and try it again, uh, then, I, then death is like whatever. Um, you know, I, I think actually... Uh, DMC has really, really good. DMC five is really good at that because they checkpoint you right before the boss every time. Yeah, uh, you can go back and upgrade. You know, you have right, full right. access to all that stuff. You can buy more arms or weapons or whatever uh, based on your character. And the fights aren't tremendously long, mm-hmm. like ten minutes maybe for for a bigger guy. And I feel like the level of di- difficulty is pretty good so far. I mean, I'm only playing on normal, but yeah. I, yeah, I I, th- I think for me the ideal is like I want to feel challenged by a boss, but not necessarily like a guaranteed loss. It's not like, hey, here's a thing that you didn't account for. Right. Like ideally, a game is showing you the way over the course of a level, and if you are improving as you get through that level, then by the time you get to that test, basically, if you've done the work along the way, you'll be fine. I will say The Messenger is the first game that I can think of in a long time that I beat the last boss on my first try, and that was anticlimactic, I'll tell you what. Like, there was a moment of, I felt kind of like a badass, but I was, like, waiting for a second form or something. (laughs) Right. That can't be it. And then it just ended, and I just felt like the winds had kind of... I, I I was missing that last big. I feel like the last. I feel like the last boss you should always die against. <laughs> I feel like you know if you go through and you just like breeze through the last boss, it's like well, what? I never had that moment of feeling like right before the last boss, feeling super powerful, going up against the last boss, losing, feeling weak again, and then beating him just to kind of crest over that last. Yeah, boss. yeah. There, there's definitely something to like overcoming a challenge right or or feeling like oh i don't even know what to do here and then chipping away at it until you get there or 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 yeah losing to some crazy attack and going okay well now i know we can do that and i can account for that next time and and learning that pattern or, or whatever yeah there's there's certainly something to that um so i guess yeah i i it feels like the answer is is like different games uh are treated differently you know or, or i want different things out of different types of games um, in in that sense, and a lot of it depends on how a game handles death, or how a game handles failure. I guess I should say, uh, and and what you're and what you're doing. You could be to scoop God and work at a Baskin Robbins. Yeah, like a Cold Stone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think they make people sing anymore. Oh, really? Did they? I think they finally were like, 
Oh, that's like super demeaning. <laughs> it made me want to not tip. Also that. <laughs> like, I didn't want them to have to I was sing. Like, Please don't sing. It's like, no, we have to. We have to sing. God, I haven't been to a Cold Stone in a minute. Uh, I've been out in front of a Cold Stone, but I've not been inside a Cold Stone in a while. Last PAX was the last time I had Cold Stone. Okay. Hmm. Maybe I'll find a Cold Stone in Boston. <laughs> Who knows? Um... Uh, JDP83 says, how do you guys determine what makes a quick look or an unfinished um, with the idea of what qualifies as a finished game is such a gray area now. Um, for us, it's just literally like, is a game in early access? Yes or no? Do they call it 1.0? Yeah. Like, you know, like is it, it, do they consider it to be a final thing that is being sold and so on and so forth? Like usually if or it's on it, Steam, it'll literally be categorized right. as early access. Yeah, that it, it was originally started around that it was like Steam literally wouldn't you, you, a game was either in early access or not in early access. So if a game was in early access, it's unfinished. If it's not in early access, it's a quick look. Um, and that's basically the, the distinction. Same deal with like uh, Xbox game preview or if we're getting a preview build of a game uh, that is not publicly available or, or whatever, like that that sort of stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, Final Dasa says, according to Game Informer, Sony is not going to sell PlayStation 4 download codes at physical stores anymore. Yeah. Uh Okay, yeah, so I guess the internal memo that went around is that full game digital download codes will not go out to retail starting as of April 1st, but add-on content and cash, like PSN cards for money, will still be available, just not codes for specific games. I saw somebody talking about this saying that this is a bummer because there's no easy way to gift a full game Right on ps4 and this was kind of what you could do you could go to the game stop you could get the code you could send them the code but all that stuff seemed like built around like big marquee release here's a call of duty digital code yeah. and and it seemed like even those were only being done for like the big games yeah uh and we're close to the end of a generation a big game you know like i i, I just my guess is that people weren't necessarily buying them or the, the cost to produce them isn't worth it in some cases as opposed to just like generic PSN cash. Uh, so if they're still making cash, then you just give them $60 worth of PSN credit and then say, Hey, you should buy this game. And then if they don't buy that game, that's on them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This, this doesn't seem like a big deal. Cause I always felt like the like card to buy a specific game always felt weird to me in the first place. Of like, why would I go to a store and buy specifically odd? Ah, yes, Destiny 2. Here it is. I'm getting this card and digital. Like at that point, like, why not just get the card for the PSN dollars? Yeah. Which might have to be multiple cards because they might not do a $60 card. They should. They should. But maybe they don't. They probably don't. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you're just buying it digitally to begin with. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like people are still able to go. Like, if people don't have a credit card, and what that's about how they, all those discless. Oh well, that's Xbox. Yeah, uh, if, but if people don't have a credit card and and need to buy points cards and stuff like that, or they don't want to give Sony their credit card or you know whatever, uh, I feel like there's still a way to do that. So 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know that, that, that doesn't really seem, seem like that big of a deal. There's a Vinny in the chat here that says you can buy a code or something on Amazon and gift that. That's, that's how you would, that's how you would gift games, which, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's something that, that also like Amazon means Amazon is getting away from selling, uh, just straight up codes for full games. If they will then also go down to just straight up buy $60 of Sony money, uh, because they would, they would straight up have like, Hey, you can buy codes. Uh, retailers will still be able to sell codes for like DLC and add-ons and stuff like that. But yeah, there's a couple people saying like, it sounds like this is them clamping down on like gray market sites or something like that, which, Oh, there's probably, I, I can't think of the exact path as to how you would get those codes and get them on a gray market site and all the other stuff. But yeah, it's, it's maybe it's something like that. Um, Let's see how you got a voicemail for me. I've got a voice. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. Hey, Jeff and Ben, it's Kel from Ohio. I was just listening to chip chat on the Bombcast where you were ranking chips. Uh, and I wanted to know if you guys were aware that they changed the Pringles slogan from once you pop the fun, don't stop to the very enigmatic and cryptic and vaguely threatening you don't just eat them. You don't just eat them. Anyway, I don't like it. What do you guys think about it? Uh, have a have a blessed day. Goodbye. Pringles. You don't just eat them. That is literally the tag on the on the website. Wait, is that just in Canada? Oh, are we dealing with Canadian Pringles is that here? Just, yeah, is that just the Canadian slogan? I'm going to go to just straight up Pringles.com phone. So the U S the U S website says pop play eat, which is maybe worse. It dumped it down for America. Uh, But then if you go to slash CA, then you get the, you don't just eat them. What about dot co dot UK? It's a different. So they call them countries. We'll go to United Kingdom. Oigov. We got your crisps right uh, here. The UK is a pop play eat territory. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what about France? No, I do not want to translate this page. Let them eat Pringles. Voter choy relative ox cookies sir de site. Cookies. Except oh, they're, they, they continue. Yeah, they, they, okay. they're still. Apparently, they call them cookies. Or I have to. I have to. It won't show me the logo until I hit this accept cookie button. Pop play eat. But then under that, they have a PS4 and says, Un cadeau PS4, I'll play link a Gagner par huerie. That's French. This is like Pierre Escargot. Yeah, uh, exactly. And what about Greece? Pop plate. What about Peru? Puedes hacer más que comer las. This person in chat just said, I was in some Pringles commercials a while ago and we weren't allowed to say anything about popping or stopping. <laughs> Please call in. I want to know yeah. more. Uh, I'm trying to translate. Puedes hacer más que once you, once you... Okay. Puedo hacer... Puedes hacer más que comer las... You can eat... You can eat you it. You can eat them. <laughs> Pringles. Yeah, you can eat them. You em. can eat them. <laughs> 
Let's go back to Canada here. Yeah, you don't just eat them. Registered trademark. And that's just what it, and they have a French version of the site. Let's see what it says there. Fites bien plus que les manger. How's my French? Uh, I, could, I couldn't. Is I it, tried to think tre, of like it's, it's Trey Magnifique. Trace <laughs> Magnifique. Oh, great, great. Uh, Seb Mall in the chat here says, "I got a case of Pringles from Costco because my life is in order, and they had a you don't just eat them on the box." Friend, you bought Canadian Pringles. That sounds like exactly the sort of thing that a Costco would have, right? Like, whoops, <laughs> we got the Canadian Pringles. Um. Okay, apparently, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's just rolling out because uh, uh, Unispy in the chat says uh, in the UK it's got changed so you don't just eat them. Jeff, I have breaking news. Well, let's hear it. Okay, we have a special guest caller. Okay, hello, caller. Ca- caller, go ahead. Hi guys, this is Josh from Los Angeles here to talk to you about Pringles. Great, I love Pringles. Yeah, Josh, they um, true or false? You have been in multiple Pringles commercials. True. That is very true. Um, years ago now, but yes, uh, I was in multiple Pringles commercials uh, a few years ago, and they were entirely improvised. We made them all up, and uh, we were not allowed to talk about popping or stopping in in any way, shape, or form. It was all about the different things that you could now do with Pringles besides eat them. What, were you involved in putting two Pringles into your mouth to make like a duck bill-like shape as any part of this? That is one of the commercials, and it is titled Duckbill. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other yeah, fun so things all... could you do with Pringles? Yeah. What, what, when you improv, what did they not use? Did you, were you did, like, did you pour a can of Pringles down your pants or anything like that? And they were just like, that is too risque for the Pringles brand, sir. Right. Sorry. We can't, we can't do it. They, they used most of it. Um, there was some, there was a, I'll see if I can link it in the chat. There was kind of a problematic one about picking up women with Pringles. Uh, there was, it was some weird stuff. It was some weird stuff, but nothing uh, edgy. super risque. Is... Yeah. It was, a, it was a little edgy. I believe I found something here. That's me. Is that you in the green there? Yeah. Oh. This looks fun. This looks like it was a. F- you guys had a great time doing this. We we flew to Uruguay to shoot that. <laughs> what what is the deal? I that's uh Paul F. Tompkins was talking about his wife going to Uruguay to do a commercial shoot. What? Why is that a thing? Uh, I. I think it's because they were in South America already filming the South American oh, version okay. of those commercials. Yeah, I know it's not super interesting, okay. but I did see the South American version of myself. We kind of crossed paths and looked at each other. It was a very sort of weird moment where there was a guy who looked very similar to me uh, walking right by in that same kitchen in South America and Uruguay. Do you think that they were doing improv of like also or were they like getting translated versions of your improv to then perform? They were they were mostly scripted. Um, uh-huh. we, we improvised. It was Larry Charles who was like the he was a co creator on Seinfeld and mm-hmm. you know a bunch of other stuff. I think his name is Larry David. La- oh, that, sorry, yes, of course, Larry David, uh, one of the two Larrys. And yeah, we just we screamed about Pringles in Uruguay for a week, and uh, you know I got very sick. You eat enough of those, and the salt, even if you have a spit bucket, which you you do <laughs> um the salt like sort of soaks into your whole body and you get really ill and i had diarrhea for a good part of the weekend which is a lot but it's true 
Great. I went out of my way to avoid playing a voicemail with somebody Sorry. talking about the time they got diarrhea. Sorry. So thank you for Sorry. creating Sorry. balance in this universe. Now it's the least I could do. So Ed, have you done any uh, commercial acting since then? Is that uh, are you are you out there auditioning for a lot of stuff or wh- what? Yes. Are you, yeah. Yes. It what? is a it is a grind and it it is uh, it is murder. I, I was gonna say, a, is it super cutthroat? Is it just like like everyone in the audition room just eyeballing each other, just going like, I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. You know, I'm in my 30s now, my mid, almost mid 30s, and everybody who's left, we all kind of know each other. So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of like, hey man, how's it going? Yeah, fine. How are you? Oh, I got kids now. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not as cutthroat, but it's still uh, it's still a it's a real grind uh, on the on the soul. It's it's it it takes it it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of soul sucking kind of stuff. Any any. So that's- any any recent work you want to promote while you're here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's out there, but I, you know they they paid me. They don't get anything else. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Great. That's, that's, yes, that, that's yeah. the right answer. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Great. Thanks uh, for your call. Yeah, thank you for your call. Thanks, guys. Yeah, take care. He originally wrote in with a question about trying to learn Mortal Kombat for the first time, but this is way cooler. Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot like Pringles. <laughs> Uh, as it turns out, fighting games uh, have a rich history with Pringles. Yeah, you got that curly mustache. Yeah, um, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, uh, Paul W. Graham says, "What we're all thinking: Ben, the diarrhea seal is broken. The hatch is now open. Play the voicemail." Okay, you read it. Uh, give me a sec. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What else do you do with your Pringles? Asked Komodo. I, I just, I pretty much just eat them. All right. I like a Pringle. Here we go. But you guys You're not going to be hungry after this. Yeah. Hey, Ben and Jeff. This is Benji. You guys are talking about pant poop sick. I'm already bummed I'm out. I'm currently sick, but not pant poop sick. But it got me thinking about a time that I was pat poop sick, and I was waking up with my lady in bed, and we were oh, underneath bed. the blankets, and I thought that a Dutch oven would be a great way to offer some breakfast in bed. Uh, it's disgusting. But anyway, so I, I go to Ripple. God damn it. And uh, I forgot that I had diarrhea, and I shit my pants. And um, and I go off running to the bathroom, and my girlfriend was laughing at me, and it was hilarious for her. It really backfired. Anyways, thank That's you. They call Take her sleazy, fellas. Take her sleazy. Uh, you know, if with that story, uh, that's how you end that call. <laughs> Honestly, if that's the. If you're calling in to tell someone about the time you pooped the bed. To be fair, we asked for people to call in with stories of them being, quote, pant poop sick. Did we? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I chose to not what include the fuck, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> God. Um, let's back to back these voicemails. Let's get me into. I need a palate cleanser here on, okay. on the voicemail. One sec. I'll queue up a good one. Yeah. Maybe we'll get like two more voicemails and then we'll call it. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah. In Sonic 3D Blast, you dunk the flickies through the big rings to get through the level. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of a dunk. That's kind of a dunk. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, in my head, that's yeah. 
How about a nice quick question? Yes, I love questions. That's why we're here. Hi, this is Nathan in El Paso, Texas. What is your favorite comedian? What is your favorite comedian? What is your favorite comedian? You keep up with uh, comedy stuff much these days? Here and there. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I f- kind of, um, you know, I I like uh, some of the comedy podcasts. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I'm not I'm not out seeing stand up mm-hmm. so much anymore. Um, so I, I couldn't tell you like who's who's hot out there. But in terms of like you know albums coming out and stuff like that, like. I thought it, it, maybe it's been a while since he put anything out, but I thought Hannibal Burris has some yeah. some great stuff. Yeah, for sure, I think he's really good. I think Ron Funches is really funny. Mm. Um, I think Joe Para is probably my favorite mm. comedian right now. I'd love to see him live. That'd be cool. Um, um, Carl Tart on the podcast circuit has been killing it a lot lately. Hashtag flagrant ones. I have been listening to Freedom as they've been putting yeah. out, uh, putting those out uh, from behind their paywall. So I've been checking those out, and and uh, I think that's a that's a fun show. Yeah, they're doing another season of that. Scene. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Lauren Lapkus is very funny. Yes, she is. Um, it was really weird seeing her in the new Jurassic Park. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that's that's probably. That's probably my answer to that question. Yeah. Um, let's see here if we got anything else here. The Final Fantasy VII port on consoles has 150 save slots. That's a fucking lot. Uh, and then I guess yeah, okay. Uh, what what is the What's a good good place to learn Mortal Kombat or just fighting games? I guess you kind of have to just go into training modes and definitely go into training mode. There's a lot. There's a few channels out there that are like on YouTube that are really good for beginners. There's obviously going to be game specific ones, but I think um, Maximilian dude does a lot of really good just beginner level entry level. Like here's their first steps for learning this fighting game. He's just kind of a dude who is very good at breaking down very basic stuff about fighting all fighting games. I was watching a lot of his stuff for Dragon Ball back when I was trying to learn that. Mm. Is uh, he a scientist? Does he have a lab coat? You know, I don't think he has a lab coat. Huh, well, so I don't uh, yeah. I don't think his thing would hold up in like a court of science. Well, that's uh, good to know. Good to know. Uh you got any uh final yeah. final VMs for me? VMs and BMs. Here we go. Hey, Jeff and Ben. It's Nick from Seattle. Uh, I was listening to the BombCast. Um, heard about your uh, golf.golf uh, situation. I just wanted to tell you that uh, I looked it up on escrow, and it's currently available for purchase, uh, that hot golf.golf domain that you want. Uh, it is a quality purchase, and that's why it's, one hundred sixty thousand um, dollars, but I think it's worth it. Uh, maybe bring up at the board meeting or something. Anyways, yeah, bye. Good to know. Uh, I mean, you're gonna have to act, act fast. I should have put this on delay so that somebody listening doesn't snap it up. Exactly for the for that. It's, it's price to move. Yeah, uh, I have CBS broadcast the Masters. That's a golf tournament, right? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that that's a business expense, right? We have we. I got an uncle who works at Pebble Beach. We can make this happen. Great, I love this. Uh, set it up. Golf golf. Your ultimate destination for I don't know, like cool clothes to wear, like where you get the best steak sandwiches and no golf information whatsoever. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm into. Good steak sandwiches, a nice pair of shoes, not golf shoes. No, there's no such thing as a nice pair of golf shoes. Like boat shoes. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't need. I want shoes that look like boats. I don't want shoes that are built to wear on a boat. No, I'm a landlocked motherfucker. That's right. Uh, except for me, because I'll be in the sky That's overnight, right. flying eastward to go to PAX and so on and so forth. Hey, I got an idea. What if they, what if I started a thing called PAX? Yeah. What would it be? I've made that joke every year for the last nine years. It's good stuff. And that's a joke, by the way, what I just said. Also. Hey, what if there's a thing that's my thing? Yeah. That's a joke. It counts as a joke. Okay. All right. If you're keeping joke, if you have, if you have the joke tracker at home, uh, but you didn't get the automatic joke (laughs) tracker, you have to manually increment the jokes. (laughs) It's like an abacus. Uh, yeah, it's like a just tack, tack. It's a abacus. Yeah, that's it. Well, all right, that's it. As soon as you said abacus, my soul left my body, <laughs> and now we have to go. Uh, hope everybody has a fantastic week. If you're in Boston, come and say hi uh, when we're doing it Friday night or some of the other panels I'm on. Uh, and if you're not in Boston, then say hi to your screen. Wave at your screen. Hello. Yeah. Hi, everybody. You can reach us live in the chat, or you can call 707-EXIT-FLU to leave a voicemail. Please leave voicemails. We've said we encourage you to leave a voicemail if you're in line at a fast food drive through yeah. or drinking. Uh, if you're drinking and you're at a fast food drive through I hope you're in the passenger yes. seat. I hope you got your friend Smark, Smark to drive you, and he's like, God damn it. I told you I wasn't going to do this anymore. And he said, don't worry, I'll get you a McChicken. And he said, as long as you throw in some fries. And you said, you could, I'm going to get a large. You can have some of mine. That seems fair. At that point, that just seems fair. That seems fair, everybody. Have a fair week. And uh, we'll see you next week. Mario. Media. Here we go, Mario.